this is the start of an epic, epic podcast where we will disseminate insanely valuable information at every turn. And we're doing it for free because we care about the community and not because we're trying to suck you into our guru funnel. <laughs> Welcome to the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. <laughs> and but- with that, I want to start a new a new subsection of the Not Our Finest Hour podcast where we just, well, we do this usually once a week and I have begun to follow the many landscape gurus that exist on Hardscape Instagram. I feel like we've reached a point where we're 50% people doing hardscaping and 50% guru trying to teach people to run a hardscaping business. And so I have picked through the many guru posts and we're not going to mention any guru names because that's not fair. But we are going to disseminate some of the most valuable things I have heard landscape gurus say in the in the last week. And one in particular gave out three incredible pieces of information to build your landscape company. First, first piece of information, find someone who seems successful and copy them. Fuck yeah, bro. That is good stuff. I, do you want me to like spy on them? Do you want me to get a private investigator to follow them? How, what, what do you want me to do to copy them? You want me to like basically pirate their website and start using their website as my own website or steal their photographs or like, this is like become a stalker. This is an incredible piece of advice to land you in the fucking slammer. It's or get sued for stealing people's. I don't even understand. Copy that person. What the fuck? It does. We, the better advice here would be like find a company you respect and go work there for a couple of years and learn the fucking trade, motherfuckers. You didn't hear that from me. I, I've got, I, I want to riff on that a little bit, Mike. Go ahead. All right. So I know for a fact that this comes from somebody in that uh, 10X uh, sort of um- umbrella. And, and personally, and I want anybody who's listening to this to reach out to me personally and prove me wrong with this. But I've also talked to other people as well who have had similar experiences. And I, speaking for myself on this, have never had a positive interaction with one of these 10x people. When I was first starting How to Hardscape, I started it with a website and I was trying to get the traction going with the podcast. And one of these 10x guys reached out to me through email and uh, he emailed me and I still remember it. It was like, hey, good idea with the website. I'm going to fucking steal this, copy the website, make it 10 times better and make money off of this. Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. He straight up told you this straight up in an email and tried to make it very uh, like it wasn't his actual email address, but I knew it was him because I had uh, at the very beginning uh, promoted the podcast on his landscape group and he included his first name in the in the thing. And he was like, don't ever 
uh, put your podcast on my landscape group ever again. And his first name was in the email address, but it was a fake email address. So I knew it was this guy. So what a piece of work. Where is he today? Is he? I have no idea. He's guruing somewhere, motherfucker. Fucking guruing. You can never go wrong as a guru. He's taking your $80. Some sucker who will give you 99 bucks a month for idiotic advice. Here's this is this is a bone chilling piece of advice. I would never have realized something like this unless someone, a guru, said it. Learn to design, sell, and close jobs. Fuck yeah. Mm. I wouldn't have thought of that. If I was launching a landscape business, I wouldn't have thought about learning to design, sell, and close jobs. Why would I do those things? This is absolutely, this guy's IQ has got to be 140. Learn to design, sell, and close jobs. Fuck yeah, bro. Let's do that. What did, what, what else would you be doing with a landscape business? Standing at the corner and like waving a big flag? Like, I fuck you it's just totally. And this, this third one is spellbinding. I, I, this is the best of the three. And this is something I, it's indescri- I don't understand how I haven't done this with my life. Number three, it's only three words, three simple words. But when they're strung together, you realize the power of the statement. Take massive action. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Now you got a landscape business. Basically, I've set you down the path here to pure success. Take as your guru, I'm not going to tell you what action to take or what order to take it in. Just take some action. If that action is taking a sledgehammer to the water fountain in your town square, do that shit. Take some massive action. Smash windshields out of cars. Get arrested. That's how you're going to grow your landscaping business by taking any kind of a random massive action. That is what I learned this week from my hardscape guru. I don't know what you guys learned. I, I feel like you just got thousands of people in the top of your funnel. This, this is how it starts. You get people in the top of the funnel that start asking questions and then they message you, Mike, how can I take massive action? And then all of a sudden you're, you're a landscape guru. I, I guess there's some plan to suck people. But I'm, this is not, this is ridiculous advice that is so basic. Like, it's totally stupid. I can't believe that people. I I just it boggles my mind. The rise of the, the rise of the landscape guru in 2023, is a mind-boggling phenomenon to me. But maybe I, maybe I just don't buy into things well. But I am this week. I'm gonna take massive action. Are you? I am. I'm going to go let all the tire, all the air out of all the tires on all our trucks and trailers. <laughs> That's going to be the massive action I'm going to take because he didn't direct me where I should be, what I should be doing. So that's what I'm, I'm just going to let air out of all the tires in our trucks in the yard. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to go drill holes in them all. That's the massive action I'm going to take because he wasn't overly specific. And because I'm so stupid, I don't even know that I need to learn to design, sell and close jobs. I didn't know that. Till it was brought up this like i but there's obviously these 
these people are like i think these people just don't want to be landscapers so there's trying to be gurus i don't uh, know i or they're just i i guess i maybe there's a market for this i don't i don't know who needs to hear this hot air information right like you figure if you're driven enough to go and buy yourself a truck and a trailer and all this shit and you're hard enough working that you're going to go out and try and get yourself some jobs if this hot air bullshit is fooling you then you've already lost in my eyes like if you need to buy a ticket to hear some guru tell you that this is the path this is the what this is how you grow to a seven-figure landscape business or something. By taking massive action. By taking massive, massive action. <laughs> fuck yeah. If that's all the encouragement you need, if you're that gullible, then fuck, you deserve to fall on your face. I would love to any guru, landscape guru, to post how many people they're guruing to successful companies. Yeah. I want to see those numbers, too. But how, how can you trust that that person? Because oh, I, I agree. Yes, a hundred percent of the people that I uh, <laughs> guru turn to successful businesses and define successful. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't. There's no like. I it's just I don't understand the fast. I guess it's just the progression. I mean, the influx of money into this business during the pandemic. I guess leads to more and more gurus trying to cash in on people who are, I get if you're a guy working or a, a woman working at a landscape construction business and you don't understand how you go from being the, the team member to the leader of the team, then someone who tells you to take massive action, maybe that's the person that stimulates you to take that first step to go be the, the, the number one because you've been number two or three or four at your company for a while and so maybe this advice is for that person i don't that's the only person i can like trying to be devil's advocate on this because mm -hmm. obviously i think it's idiotic but like i just maybe if you're the person who's scared and someone screams at you take massive action they just i don't know Sometimes you just need a certain note to hit a certain way, and that's what causes you to take massive action. But in in terms of like the rise of Can this, this episode, be called "Take Massive Action." <laughs> yes, that's the name Absolutely. of the episode. Is "Take Massive Action." That's just a guru uh, needs to have something to back themselves up. And in the last two years, it's never been easier to sell jobs. Mm. What What did you say? Design, sell, and close jobs. It's yeah. never been easier for the past two years. So mm. then this is this is the the bubble bursting, so to speak. Yeah. And then I, well, and then I guess now there's probably gonna be a bunch of people who are struggling with their landscaping businesses because the work is I think the work's not gonna flow the same next year that it has for the past three years. That's my general impression of so the gurus are gonna benefit more now. Yeah. I think they will oh, because no. they'll be more desperate. Gurus, des gurus benefit off desperation. True, I can see that. I think that becomes a different term. I think if a guru is maybe still guruing and trying to get more students, um, in, in a 
period of desperation. No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I'm saying if people's businesses that have been flourishing for two years since the inception of their business over the last 24 months, if in August they have no work, they're going to become desperate and worried and scared, and they're not going to have to get through those hard times. And there's going to be people who are real about it and say, you need to, you need to spend more time selling. You need to develop a sales program, you know, boring shit that no one wants to fucking do. Or there's going to be a guy. When you have a shitty close rate or you don't have a lot of leads, you need to go to the house, sit down with the fucking people and get them to sign the paper. You got to close every lead you have. I've had to close. I've had years where I didn't have enough leads where I had to close every fucking lead. No chances could be taken with one lead. And I went to the houses and I got the signatures on the paper and I did not leave those places till those people signed and we worked at the details, but that's hard work. It's shitty work and it's work you don't want to do. And when I say that to someone who's struggling, they look at me and go, that fucking sucks. And then when someone else yells into the fucking microphone, take massive action, they're like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Fuck this guy who's telling me something practical and teaching me how to get through hard times because he's done it before. I'm going to go to this guy who's half his age and doesn't know sweet fuck all screaming, take massive action. And that's the fucking guy that I'm going to follow because it's easier and it's the path of least resistance. And even when I... Now I also have someone to blame when my company fails. When my company fails, I can say, I took massive action and my company still failed. That guru was a piece of shit. I'm going to go back to working at the distribution center. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on a rage about this whole thing. I'm really raging about this bullshit. It just fucking drives me nuts. I also remember when people used to help other people for free in this community. Yeah. When I this community started, everyone used to help everyone. If you needed advice or you needed something, and this community has degraded into a everyone charging everyone for everything. It just whatever. It's just my opinion, I guess. Not everyone. Like I, I understand there's people running legitimate stuff, like totally legitimate things, but then there's a group of people who have been successful for the last two years that are just selling crap. So I kind of see both sides of it in terms of. What I hear uh, gurus specifically say is that you need to buy in. You need to spend some money. There needs to be some pain from your part in order to like really want to follow through on the action that I'm telling you. And um, I can kind of see that part of it because and, and there's a fine line between like charging uh the right amount and charging way too much and like bleeding your audience dry because when i was when i developed the the say the spreadsheet which uh the budget investment spreadsheet i knew from previous experience that if i gave that away for free i would have a headache of people downloading it, not using it or downloading it and bugging me on not understanding it and not going through like the videos of how to that I had developed. So them actually paying a certain price for it actually gave them buy in to actually learn how to use that spreadsheet and how to maximize that for that their business. Yeah, I, but I, that's a legitimate thing that you developed right. in order to help people. That's not screaming, take massive action into a camera. Okay. 
Like there's a big difference. Like, I guess I need to be more specific about there's a big difference between there's, there are people in this community that are legitimately trying to educate people and legitimately trying to make the community better and build spreadsheets and develop courses. And I think those things are important. And I think that charging for that stuff is fine because you've put a lot of time and effort into it. Showing people running a mini skid steer in the background while you scream, take massive action is not putting time and effort into the community or trying to train people. It's you trying to suck money out of people because your business is probably failing and a piece of shit. I'll agree to that. Like there are very few guys that I would pay for a coaching call with that I would actually get on the horn. And like, I have a successful business, right? As far as I know, um, <laughs> as far as I know, uh, the numbers aren't in this season, but I, I think we did okay. But there may be four or five guys that I'd hop on the phone with to go over numbers and see where we can improve and shit like that. But you're right. There's like a ton of these guys just screaming shit at you or flaunting their fancy chains and shit and just telling me, oh, I did this. I did this and I came from nothing and I'm here now. And who knows how many fucking followers you bought and all this shit. But um, there's a lot of flash and very little substance. And I think uh, we got to look for some more substance because there's just way too much shit going on at the front and we never see the back end of stuff. I think that if you're searching for a guru, you need to be searching for someone who's running a business that you might want to emulate. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're going off of Instagram for that, that's a very slippery slope as well. Right. I agree. Yeah. And well, there's some gurus that don't even have a business and have never run a successful business that speak all the time. Right. Yeah. But they're gurus because they read a lot of books and they're regurgitating shit about business that landscapers in general, who are more, more like, I think there's a shift on, but the majority of landscapers used to be hands-on people who knew jack shit about business. So whoever read a book was the smartest guy in the room talking about business. Yeah. And it didn't matter whether you had run a, like, I just think that if I agree with Chad, there's there are lots of people that I would pay for their training courses for my staff or for me, or like I would, I would pay for Mike for a coaching call on how to use a fucking spreadsheet because I don't know how to do it. So I'm never going to get the full value of that unless I pay him to make, because I don't learn well watching videos. It's not how my mind computes. So like there are things I would definitely pay for and there's things I would search out with people and things that they are, <clears throat> that they could train me in that I'm not good at that they are good at. So, but I, anyways, someone who's just generalizing everything and telling me to think positive and take massive action are not like I, those are not things that I think I think are valuable, I guess. Maybe they are valuable to someone, not to me. And if someone, if someone is listening to those three points, and then launching their own highly successful landscaping business based off only those three points. Hey, I'm fucking happy for you. I think it's awesome. I just don't think that it's most of the people are going to be successful. They're going to find out it's shitty and hard work. And there's none of talk about that. Like, 
the way I I look at that is, you know what, they're saying those things to try because anybody maybe that's not in business might get like fired up about something like that, but they're not giving away their goals, right? They're yeah. they're that's top of funnel. They're they're trying to get questions asked, they're trying to get DMs so that they can get these people in their funnel. And then uh in just to say if if anybody's purchased a spreadsheet and reached out to me personally to try to get coaching on how to use a spreadsheet, I've always offered that for free. That's like included in your your price of purchasing. I've always hopped on a Zoom call with people. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way because you mentioned that. Well, no, I was just saying that's the, I kind, know, of, I that's know. the kind of information I don't have. I know. I want to know, like, you know, if Chad wanted to fire up a trucking business and understand the ins and outs of booking trucks and how trucking works and how what his expectations of what he can earn from a truck is and what he needs to charge for a truck to be profitable he could call me and I could give him a coaching call on that cuz I know fuck tons about that if he wanted to actually use his bin truck for something I could teach him how to use it <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll take you up on that coaching call what's your happening? I, I need well, really great coaching call <laughs> but those are things I know about but I'm I'd be willing to like there's lots of shit I don't know fuck all about that I'd be willing to help with like or to ask for someone's help to and pay them to for the information because I think it would help our bit like help our business. I'm not. I'm okay at personnel management. I think I'm okay at it. I could learn a lot about it if someone actually was an expert at personnel management. You know, like that's something I would. But that's not glamorous stuff. So there is no gurus for personnel management in the landscape company. Cause that's not cool. There's lots of gurus for what equipment to buy and what truck to own. And like, but there's no gurus for how to manage your personnel. Cause that fucking sucks. And no one can guru it. I guess if there is a personnel guru, tell me how to take my massive action. <laughs> this brings up a really good point. And just because I I've got this so much on my mind recently with you guys, uh, Mike, you said you're not an expert on everything in your business. If you reach out to somebody, and I'm talking to like people actually listening who are looking at certain gurus, if you reach out to somebody and you ask them with their coaching program, what what can we talk about? And they say everything is probably not the right person to talk to because you are typically really good at one thing. And then you hire out for other things, right? You hire out for your weaknesses. Um, if Somebody can speak on marketing, sales, uh, design, uh, installation. Like they're they're willing to talk to you about anything and everything. You know they they're probably just regurgitating things that they've heard, as opposed to uh, talking about what they know and what they've implemented. And then it goes back to the point of like, what. Is, is the guru the person that's willing to be a guru or is the guru the person that's so focused on their building their business, on building their empire that they don't have time to actually be a guru in the first place? That's the ticket, I think. Anybody who's really phenomenal at their business, I think, doesn't have time. Unless they're undergoing a, a really big career shift that they want to make, but then you're leaving something on the table, right? Like if you're a phenomenal business owner and you want to do the guru thing because you've just had it with owning a business. Or maybe you're so hands-off in the business, right? Yeah. Like 
So here's what I've struggled with in the past year or two, um, because I'll admit the guru lifestyle is sort of appealing, right? If I could okay. have someone else run natural design and I'm out here on the phone all day telling everybody to go full throttle and from the comfort of my <laughs> my truck seat while you I'm gonna step on the gas. Step on the gas, go full throttle. What did he tell you? Well, what, go take hard. massive action. Take massive action. If I was telling people to take massive action, yelling at that person through my phone in the truck while my guys are working and I'm making what two hundred bucks an hour? You think it to yell? It depends how loud you yell. Well, I think they. If you're a real guru, you got to charge more than that because you got to wow. make it seem. Got to be more valuable than. Anyways, I'm already undervaluing myself as a guru, right? Um, but. I've always struggled. Well, in the past year, I've struggled with. Um, I run what I think to be a desirable business in the sense that I transitioned from a small residential landscape to uh, a bigger commercial landscape company, which has always been my dream. And so I'm, I can only assume it was someone else's dream. True. So I have the mindset and the skills to transform a residential landscape into a commercial landscape company somewhere in my brain right i've done it once and i i assume i could do it i assume i could do it again um is that enough to become a guru is that like what what makes it, it is. is there's it? no barrier to entry there's a, <laughs> maybe that's why so many people are doing it <laughs> <laughs> you don't even Anyone have to, be a, to be a landscape guru. The problem with you and that specific item is if you want to be a massive guru, there's a lot, not no, as didn't. many people that want to achieve the goal that you're an expert at. Yeah. That's why you need to scream things like take massive action that don't actually have any real goal or actionable plan. Whereas you're saying, I will help you transform your business from a small residential business to a more large scale commercial business. I know the ins and outs. I successfully turned my business around to, 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 to especially turn my business to what I, where I wanted it to be. I can help you with that. That's a very small, yeah. That's a small subsection of people that might be interested. Like, let's say one out of 10, because the minute you tell someone the first part of owning a commercial company is never getting paid. Most <laughs> residential people will scurry off into the trees. Me. They will. Yeah. And that, that's not embarrassing. It's true. Like, we, we used to have a, when I managed at Ridge Lake, We used to have a, a fairly well-known residential guy who kept bugging us that he wanted to do work for like subcontract. Okay. So we had this, it was like a big laying pavers and islands thing. Okay, bro, here you can have this job. And he's like, okay, well, I need, you know, I think I'm going to be here for 10 days and this is what I'm, my prices are. And I, you know, okay, so I need 50% up front. <laughs> I said, well, dude, like, this world don't work like that quite like you'll get paid in 90 days when we get paid. 
well, no, no, I need 50%. He goes, well, I'll just go to the client and tell them I need 50% up front. I'm like, yeah, the town of Whippy doesn't give a fuck about your 50% up front, bro. You, who are you going to ask? The crossing guard? <laughs> like, it just, it's, I think that a lot of residential guys would say, I want to be Chad. I want to turn my business around. And then as soon as it came to like, Hey, I can't live off my deposits all winter for them the next spring. When I go snowmobiling, I can't, I I have to like. It, but at that point, I've already given them the secrets and I've got the money. I'm guruing. You're, well, you're I, already mid-guru. I'm you're guruing mid, now. You're I'm mid-guru. You're mid-guru. No, I don't want to be Chad. I'm kidding. I, I I mean, wanna, <laughs> that's not my intention ever to, to sell snake oil to oh, contractors and shit, right? Like, Is it not? One out of 10 people truly want their business. One out of 10 residential landscape business owners truly want their business to be more like yours and less like pure residential. And that person, you could be a guru, but that's a selective audience. Most of the main gurus are looking to have 10 to 15,000 people in the funnel not five good yeah. people that they're trying to help. I, I know yeah. I know the exact marketing plan for Chad. Like it, it, you say <laughs> one out of ten, but it, it, as soon like I know I know the whole Instagram ad for Chad to get people in his funnel. All it needs to be is just Chad talking to the screen, being super passionate about taking massive action and saying, Hey, you want to be you screw the residential work that you're making pennies. Look at my bank statement. Look what's owed to me, and then flash screenshot of his owed to me. His what's owed to me and the bank statement are completely different. As soon as people different. see <laughs> that money that's that's owed to him, bam, he's got people in his funnel. They want that. They want that, right? That's yeah. that's his top of funnel. And honestly, if I saw another guru's bank statement, I would be more inclined to follow that guru, right? I'd like to know that the money is legit coming from the source that he's pushing, right? It's coming from landscape jobs or whatever. You want to know for sure that the guru is not growing weed and then laundering it through his fucking landscaping company. You are absolutely <laughs> right. It's both horticulture, isn't it? Horticulture. Yeah. Horticulture. He's Red Seal? I guess there's a time and place for everybody. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's people who are going to walk away disappointed. Like, I guess there's always people who walk away disappointed. And on the flip side of that, if a guru ever listens to this, that guru will say, stop throwing shade. Haters going to hate. Yep. You don't take my positive message to heart. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the guru is going to say yep. about us saying, you're an idiot about your massive action. It means it's a meaningless statement unless you back it up with what action to take. Like I but he haters gonna hate, bro. Like shout out to my homie. Like that's what's going to all that's gonna happen is someone's gonna listen to this and then the guru that's why you can't get into it with a guru and even say something to a guru like, hey man, maybe the statement what was the first one? Find someone to that's successful to copy. Maybe that's not a great statement. Maybe you should maybe reword it. There's haters going to hate. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm the guru. You're not. 
I, that's all you don't you you're not positive you're wrecking my vibrations all this fucking shit is what's going to get said and then it makes you look like you're a fucking troll on the internet when really well maybe i am just an internet troll that was one of my 20 that was one of my 2023 goals to be an internet troll to become more of an internet troll dial up the troll dial up the internet troll. i love it i love it like i i'm frustrated with idiocy like Caleb Allman made a post about how to sharpen a pencil. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast either. Allman, Allman, yeah. Caleb Allman. Get a sound bite out to him. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, and one day he's going to make the time. But he made a really cool video about how to sharpen a pencil. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the video. I thought it was informative. It was something his father taught him that he was sharing. You know, like my dad was a bus driver. He didn't teach me how to sharpen a, a, a pencil. It, I thought it was cool that his dad taught him that because although my dad taught me lots of valuable things, anything to do with construction was not one of them. So it's kind of neat that this is something he learned from his father. Obviously, it was something he was passionate about. But then there's like these more, there was one in particular. And I just was like, you know what? In 2023, I'm going to go at these stupid fucks. Every time I read some asinine comment about, hey, this content sucks, bro. Why did you watch it? <laughs> like, what are you like, and then I literally said to the guy, what content do you want Caleb to make? No fucking response. And then he's like, oh, I want him to make a, a video of taking a lid off a pen. And the reason there's no response is because he's too busy hating on the content to even say what content does he want to make. And I'm you. this guy is so privileged. He thinks that Caleb should only be making content he approves of that's valuable to him. That is like the ultimate level of <gasps> internet privilege. I don't like this content. You need to make content personally for yeah, me. Exactly. Fuck your other 40,000 followers. I This is for me and me alone. Like you arrogant, narcissistic piece of shit. Like it, Free content. That's free, the key. Yeah, yeah, free, free content. Content. And when you look the guy up, his fucking company is a fucking joke. He's got a <laughs> 1979 GMC Brigadier. Really, bro? Like, what the fuck? Like, you shouldn't be criticizing anyone. You should be trying to take in as much knowledge as you can from anyone that puts it out there so you can go back and take massive action with your fucking Brigadier. I just, I was like, I could, I looked the guy, I'm like, buddy, you're fucking like, whatever. You, you, you know, you're. Anyways, I just, I, that's my 2023, 20, this is our first episode recorded in 2023, right? Oh yeah, that's true. So that was one of my, uh, what do you call it? New Year's resolutions. I have a question just about that. To so troll more people. Get into that. That's great. That's a great segue. Go for it, Mike. Well, well, I, I do have th like Caleb's response to that was really good. I don't know if you watch his stories, but he said, uh, there's like people wanting to get into the trades that don't know certain things like that. Uh, and like his content isn't necessarily for like the wide audience, but it could be for a certain uh, part of his audience, but not just, not just to go off that, but it's free. Like if you're complaining about free content, it's, it's just, I want to rally off that. Yeah. So this past summer I did an oil change on our, Bobcat T595. I watched Caleb's video 
on how to change the oil on a Bobcat T595. And that's how I learned how to change the oil. I own a million dollar land company. Hey, enough. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. Um, the dogs are taking massive action. The dogs are taking <laughs> massive action. They'll probably take a massive action in the backyard. Um, but no, I, I watched uh, Caleb's video on how to change oil on a T595 and Fuck, I'm, I'm no little landscaper, but I, I've never done it, right? I've always had someone else do it. So yeah. um, just goes to show you what's yeah. different. It's not that much harder than sharpening a pencil. I'll tell you that right now. But still, information is information to someone, right? I just, on our patio door, our deadbolt just completely snapped. I went to YouTube and YouTube something that probably uh, many people know but how to get a deadbolt that's locked like completely off the frame. So when this is when key fobs first came out, I, you guys might not remember they made cars without key fobs, but <laughs> they did make cars without key. Fo- I know that's like aging myself, but we were doing a job and we showed up and there's a brand new, this is like at the, the crest of the first ever key fobs that is a brand new Mercedes SUV, huge one in this driveway. So we go and we ring the doorbell cause we're, we're actually doing the driveway. And I say, Hey, can you guys move the car? And the lady says, Oh, my husband's back. This, this is actually, this is a fucking the funniest story ever, but whatever. <laughs> This is actually a guru story. Okay. How much of the second? I think I could talk about all of it. Um, It was 12 years ago too. So I think we're probably safe. Anyways, we could get back to the original point. We couldn't start. She gave us the fob. We got in the car and we couldn't start it because her husband had had back surgery and couldn't come out to start the car and she didn't drive. So she said, you guys move it. So there's like two of us sitting in this Mercedes and we can't, we're pushing this button says push to start and we're pushing it and it won't fucking start. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're in the car. We got the fob. The thing wants, so we Googled it on YouTube, how to start this Mercedes model. And first seven videos on how to steal it came up. And then there was a video. And the first thing in the video was put your foot on the brake. Yeah. Which is the simplest thing ever, but I didn't know it. Yeah. And if I didn't know it, I could have sat in that Mercedes for hours because God, I was not going to go and ring the doorbell and tell the homeowner, hey, we're here to start a massive landscaping job for you, and I can't even start your car. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I think that all that content's any – if someone posts something that I don't like, I just flip by it. I don't feel the need to stop, watch the whole thing and then write some negative comment. Like, I just don't feel that need. I don't like, plus Caleb's like the nicest guy on Instagram of all of us. Like fucking leave him alone. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Like he's the nicest guy. Like just fuck off. Unfortunately, he'll never hear this. He'll never hear it, so it doesn't matter what I said about him. But <laughs> uh, going back to the haters, because that's something that I, I also want to revisit. Uh, it because I I in other spaces, like just beyond landscaping and everything like that, gurus in general, when you enter their programs, 
they will immediately like one of the first things they try to teach you is anybody that speaks negatively on what you're doing, what action you're taking, anything like that, they're haters. Don't listen to them. And what that gives that guru is the complete runway to have complete mind control over you. Right. Because anybody like they, they can teach that person then anything. And if that person has loved ones in their life that has something that they need to say to like say, hey, you're in a scam or you're they're taking too much money away from you. They're haters. Just like don't listen to them. Right. So this it's is a, like one of the very first relationship. Like it's exactly exactly the predatory relationship that yep. that's going on here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, I guess to, in a, to a point that becomes embarrassing, right? If you're too far in. Or if you're that's the other thing with yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Buy in when when do you let in. go after you've lost thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars or your business isn't doing like what's the re- what's the guru response to your business not succeeding the way they you said didn't it take was. massive enough action. Exactly. That's true. That, no, it, it's you come to exactly me. It. Yeah. You're not Chad doing come, that. Chad comes to me and says, I my business is still failing. I don't understand. I've I've been part of your program for two years. You're like, your action isn't massive enough. Yep. It's massive, but not, we need Mount St. Helens action here. We need massive action. We don't, your action, your vision, it's small. You're not growing enough. You're not positive enough. You're sending negative vibrations out into the world. doesn't matter if you've been here for two fucking years. Your action needs to get bigger, bro. You got to take more massive action. Don't buy one skid steer. Go buy two skid steers. Why are you even thinking about getting rid of the, you, that skid steer you posted? You should have bought that skid steer. Why you? You can't think about it. You got to do. You got to take the action. You thinking about even buying that skid steer. You've already lost money. You're already sending negative vibes out in the world. No one wants to hire you. I might kick you out of my fucking program because you're not taking action massive enough i just how hard was that to do and i'm not even practiced that's no like that's to a t that is as funny as that is it's literally as predatory and as sad as that can be seriously i never would have thought of that so i just couldn't be a guru in that sense right like that's not the way i would play any relationship you're an honest guru i'm not i'm not a guru at all we've established this not your guru. <laughs> Apparently, I can be a master of a predatory relationship. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> I've mastered predatory relationships in my life. And I just want to reiterate, that's not landscaping. That's like in general speaking, gurus, it, like once they get to a certain stage, that's it, it kind of comes from like the MLM model. I don't know if you guys are uh, like under recognize that like multi-level marketing or uh, and essentially pyramid schemes where the people at the top are the ones that actually make money and the people at the bottom are the ones that the people at the top say, hey, you're not taking enough action. That's why you're not successful. You need to take more action. Whereas yeah. like the people at the bottom, the more action they take, the more money goes to the top, right? I think there's two types of people on Hardscape Instagram. I think there's people who people have reached out and asked for help so much that they need to charge for their time. And they need to do things because there's just been such an influx of people asking to help them that they, it justifies. And then there's people who are force feeding their shit down people's throat. Yeah. I think that's the difference yep. to me that are asking, you need to come, you need to do this. You need to do that. 
you need to take massive action. And then there's people who are like, yeah, I'm running my landscaping business. It's super successful. You want to do it. Like, I can help you. And then you've, you've done it for free for so long. It's using up too much of your time and you need to recoup some of that. And you start helping people, but charging. I think there's vastly different types of people on, on any, in any business, roofing, moving. I mean, those are really the ones I associate with the most uh, because those are the people I'm closest to roofers and movers. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just, I don't, I think there's people force feeding. Like I don't like people force feeding any shit down my throat. I just immediately when I'm like, okay, what's your fucking angle, bro? Like, what do you, yeah. Like it's just, yeah. You know, I'm suspicious just, by nature. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What were your questions about New Year's Eve, Mike? Or New Year's? Or uh, so this, New Year? I, I think this is getting into our worst hour now. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's nine o'clock. So, yeah. All right. And I don't know how much longer you guys are willing to continue to go for this to get our worst hour, but, um, I've had a little bit of time on my hands, so I, I've actually got multiple, multiple segments that we can go off of for the rest of the off season, if need be. So awesome. don't don't feel uh, shy to. Do you guys want to hear my story segment. about the guy in the driveway? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so one of the things I do whenever we get a client who has a really big job is I Google them. I just like to say, okay, like who's this person? What's their background? Whatever. So. We're doing this driveway. It's like money's no object. Guy's showing me like this spinning thing of Rolexes in his basement that, you know, it spins to keep the kinetic motion of the Rolex. He must like be a this, guru. I, so <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. So I Google him. And basically this guy has run. So actually, so then he says, Come meet me at my factory after we're closing the job. I go, okay. So I go to this guy's factory and it's like, there's a lot of shit going on, but nothing's easy. And there's this weird cafeteria and it was a super weird experience. So when we leave this, even 12 years ago, I'm like, I'm Googling this guy. I'm looking him up on social. I, what the fuck is going on? Are we going to get paid? Like that's what. So it turns out this dude had been, he like rents these factories and like puts on this huge show and gets all these investors and then bails and takes off. And he was like, had just finished running some massive medical Ponzi scheme in Texas. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, you know, but we had like, I think when I figured that out, we had already started doing the work and I, I was, I'm at a crossroads mora of morality here. This guy's paying me with money he stole from people in Texas, but I need to get paid. So I don't really have a choice. I'm so I took his money that he stole from <laughs> he the people. In, like he, oh yeah. He paid us in full. Yeah. He was a super nice guy. Hired us back the next year and I took some more stolen money. And then, is, it's and not, then not your fault. And yeah. then his factory got busted and he got arrested. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it was, I was like, well, whatever. I just, that was when times were tough, man. There wasn't that many jobs. He didn't have, to, there wasn't clients falling from the sky. I was like, well, whatever, Ponzi scheme guy, you got the bread. Let's go. <laughs> so 
I've got a similar story that's a little different. Um, a couple of years ago, there's this big property near town. Uh, we got him invited out to go see it. He wanted some uh, big pavilion at the front of the house and then a giant waterfall and a stream that went through that led to the water and all this shit. And the guy that I met with was like 25 had to be and he was like Australian or something like that and I'm like okay so who where's the client when am I going to meet the client they said oh he's not here for this meeting I'm directing the meeting we're going to talk about what needs to be done in this says so can I ask who the client is he goes no I can't tell you that so what the fuck what do you mean you're not going to tell me who is going to pay the bill? Like, well, I don't understand this. He goes, no, we just like to see some concept sketches and, and some references and this and that. And, like they wanted like a hundred thousand dollars worth of drawings and all this shit before we even broke ground. And, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? And so I left and I told another buddy of mine about the place that I had been to. And he goes, Oh, that's the porn King. What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that guy is a porn king. I guess he owns some kind of fucking porno thing, right? And he's like, another guy we know got ripped off doing the trees there. He didn't want to pay for the trees he put in. So a couple of days later, I get a, a phone call from uh, the, the same, the young guy that we were discussing the project with. And he goes, when can we expect the drawings and all this stuff? I said, yeah, I'm not interested in quoting. Sorry. Like I just ended it there. And he, he could have been a phenomenal guy. Like, I don't know. I just was put off by the whole meeting with the 25 year old. who didn't really know what was going on. And the scale of the project really didn't line up with what we were doing. And we had a full season already shit like that. Like, he, yeah. So I could have misjudged the guy completely, but then again, I never got to meet the guy, so I have no clue. And the porn didn't bother you at all? Not at all. Not in the least. Yeah. Well. Like, not at all. Like, that is not a factor in there. He didn't steal from anybody, that's for sure. No. <laughs> so, um, so, There's a morality uh, play there, you could argue. That's somebody else's bone well, to pick. I'm here to make money. I agree with you. I'm on your side. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, I got <laughs> Anyway, so I hope someone did the job. I, like, it was a beautiful property. I uh, hope someone did the job. Maybe he's starting a porn distribution center. I think the internet has that covered. There's still, por- <laughs> there's still porn stores. Is there? Yeah. Stores, actual like, stores. Who still rents VCR tapes of porn? Wow. Well. Not this guy. Not this guy. <laughs> well, you guys probably never had to deal with VCR porn. No. You're too, you're too no. young. Yeah, I know. I feel you. <laughs> I hear you. What's your question, Mike? This conversation is going really <laughs> off. Uh, 